0: Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston.
1: Welcome to Kind World. I'm Andrea Aswahe. And I'm Yasmeen Amr. I will say, the older I get,
0: Andrea, the more this one human quality stands out more than anything else. Care to guess?
1: So I'm not going to say kindness because that's, like, way too obvious and cheesy. I think it's... Listening, Maybe like active listening. I know that's something that I have certainly had to work on as I've gotten older.
0: Absolutely. I do think that's important. I think what I was thinking encompasses like both kindness and active listening. It's just being thoughtful. It's being a thoughtful person. And to me, that means you're seeing what somebody's going through without really them having to say it. And we really do have an excellent reminder of that in a 2016 story by producer Erica Lance. Every year around Christmas, people
2: encounter all sorts of surprises. Laura DiGeronimo got a surprise for Christmas a few years ago that wasn't the kind you'd welcome. The story starts in 2013 when Laura was 25 and in love. She lived with her boyfriend, whom she dated for four years, and she knew something big was on the horizon.
3: Everybody was asking, what color's for the wedding? How's the seating going to go when you get married? When are you guys going to start having kids? Do you think you guys are going to have two kids or three kids? Wow, this sure would be a good place to have a wedding. One day, her boyfriend said it was time for a heart-to-heart.
2: She didn't know quite what to expect. It was December
3: 22nd, 2013. It was like 6 p.m. He said, we need to talk. I said, okay. And he said... I just think that things would be best for both of us if we broke up. He was done. Done, done.
2: She asked what she could do to make him stay, but he didn't budge. That night, they started packing his things. Three days later, on Christmas, her family asked the obvious question.
3: Where's the ring? I'm looking at a pile of gifts that are for him, and my heart's falling out. I didn't want to make it a downer. So she shared the news with a smile and hid how deeply heartbroken she was. I was trying to prove that I didn't need him or anybody, that I was just a self-contained island of a person. But becoming an island wasn't what she needed. Things were about to get really bad. It became really hard to get out of bed. I would wake up Hours early for work and just lay in bed and look at my ceiling and look around the house at all the empty spaces on the wall where art that he and I had gotten together wasn't. And I just felt so scared. She was scared about
2: bills, so she kept her heat around 50 degrees and skimped on food. She was scared no one would ever love her. But she was scared for another reason, too. I wasn't... me. She was crying a lot, and her house became littered with the remains of chores she was too overwhelmed to complete. Mildewed clothes, garbage, sand. Laura had sunk into depression.
3: The dishes in my sink were probably about two and a half to three feet high, piled in horrible, stagnant water.
2: The dishes weren't the only thing piling up. It was a rough winter and the mountains of snow outside her door felt like a symbol of her isolation.
3: My house is really small, and it's white. And the snow got so high that it looked as though my house was a set of windows built into a snow pile.
2: After each snowfall, ice crusted over with a horrible sheen that looked to her like the surface of the moon. She felt trapped and alone.
3: So then I, just in a really weak moment, I think on some level wanted somebody to say, hey, are you okay? So I posted on Facebook. She asked, hey,
2: can anyone help me shovel or know someone with a plow I can hire?
1: I watched it for a little bit and nobody, not one person, had responded to it. That's Ruthie
2: Brown of Winchenden, Massachusetts. She didn't know Laura well. They'd met at LensCrafters, where Laura's an optician. But they clicked. Mike, like, there's no way this girl can
1: go home and do this by herself.
3: Yeah, I'd just gotten done doing our driveway, and she's mentioning that Laura needed some help. My name's Bill Brown. I'm Ruthie's husband of 37 years. 36. 36 years.
2: You love me. <laughs> Ruthie convinced Laura to let them make the 40-minute drive to dig her out. They wanted to do it right away, while Laura
3: was still at work. We loaded the snowblower up, made sure it had gas in it, threw a couple shovels in the back of the truck, and went out there and looked at everything and Said, said,
2: Yeah, it was bad. But he got set up. Ruthie went inside to plug in the snowblower, and she saw the pile of dishes. So she washed them. She noticed the floors, so she swept them. Then she vacuumed and mopped. Laura was still at work, but just knowing someone was at her house helping out made her feel lighter. When she drove home that evening, she couldn't believe her eyes. Her driveway was clear, with wide paths to her porch. She was crying even before she reached the kitchen, which was cleaner than she'd seen it in ages.
3: Somebody cared. It felt like I could say, help, and it wasn't weak to need their help. It made me feel strong again.
2: When Laura saw Ruthie again at
3: LensCrafters, I stood up and just gave her a big hug, and I said, you know, you're never going to know, like, what it means to me that you were so good to me.
2: Laura says the day Ruthie and Bill stepped up was a jump start for her. She wasn't alone. Of course, they brush it off. For them, it was natural.
1: If there's something you can do to help somebody or do something, you don't let that pass because you can't go back. You can never go back and try to help her again on that day. It was
3: nothing. But here I am talking about it, and I probably think about it every day.
2: Laura says when it comes down to it, Ruthie had no idea what she was going through. But she acted anyway. She
3: just needed to know that my dishes were dirty and that there was some soap right there, and she could just pick it up and solve that problem. So it really has made me, like want
1: to be somebody who picks up the soap. That story was produced by Erica Lance. We speak with Laura DiGeronimo and Ruthie Brown after the break.
0: Welcome back to Kind World. I'm Yasmin Amer. And
1: I'm Andrea Aswahi. So just a few weeks ago, I drove out to Hubbardston, Massachusetts, to meet Laura and to hear how she's been since her story aired three years ago. And Yasmin, so much has changed.
3: Since I appeared on Kind World, I got engaged and I turned 30 and I left my career as an optician and decided to work at a nonprofit instead
1: talk about a lot. So so hold up. Laura started a whole new career? Yep. Laura says that Ruthie's act of kindness affected her so deeply that she wanted to dedicate her life to being there and in the moment for other people, just like Ruthie was for her. So she started volunteering at a local mentorship program in central Massachusetts that helps with things like counseling for children and families and victim services, trauma prevention. And this year, just this February, she decided to work there full time. And Laura says Ruthie really changed how she reacts when she sees people in need.
3: You know, like I was definitely good at being empathetic towards people in the sense of like, oh, I can, you know, feel you. I feel you. That's so hard. I really, I see you. I hear what you're saying. That must be so tough. Um, But now I'm 100% the person showing up with like the shovel and maybe casserole and just I do feel like I've been super duper blessed since then with the way my life has turned out and to go from being
1: so bleak to being so blessed, like I can't help but want to pass that on. Laura says that she's motivated by what she calls the power of niceness. You don't have to save anybody's life to save anybody's life. You can just treat them well
3: and show them a little bit of dignity and a little bit of respect and see what happens.
0: I hear that. I mean, sometimes it really is just about showing up.
1: And that's literally what Ruthie Brown said to me when I spoke to her on the phone. She said that's something Laura has done for her since the day they met. You know, Laura is an amazing person. She's always so positive and upbeat. She's really good at just listening and knowing it's okay not to have a comment back when I tell you I'm having a rough time. Just the fact that you're listening is good. So many people think that I can't go do this or I can't go do that because I don't know what to say to them. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say a word. Sometimes just showing up. So Ruthie told me that she doesn't really think what she did for Laura was a big deal at all. This is just how she's always been, kind of reaching out to help anyone who needs it. But she says she is glad the story shows that asking for help, especially on social media, isn't a weakness. You need to talk to somebody, or you need to vent, or you need to, you know, you want to share something that happened or whatever. It it's okay to say, you know, guys. I need a hug or I need a prayer or, guys, I need a ride to work tomorrow. Anything, you know, if you need, if you need help, it should be okay to ask. So I'm actually curious, Andrea, are Ruthie and Laura still in touch? So both of them say they have this really kind of casual friendship. They check in through texts and social media, but there's a lot of love there. And in fact, Laura says that Ruthie was one of the first people to congratulate her on her engagement. And knowing that Ruthie is looking out for her has been invaluable.
3: Everybody needs a friend like that. Close friend, distant friend, sometimes friend, Facebook friend. (laughs) Everybody needs that person that's going to say, like, you're going to be fine. And she's still that person for me.
1: Thank you so much to Laura DiGeronimo and Ruthie Brown for catching up with us. Kind World listeners, this is it, our last episode of the season. We'll be releasing some bonus stories, including a special holiday playlist that we'll send your way on Christmas Eve.
0: So while we're busy working on our new spring season, we'd love to hear from you. Tell us about anyone who showed up for you, and it made all the difference. Tell us. We're at KindWorld at wbur.org.
1: Kind World is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR station. Paul Vikis and Matt Reed do our sound design and Iris Adler is our executive producer. I'm reporter and producer Andrea Aswahi
0: and I'm reporter and producer Yasmin Amr. Reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're at WBUR Kind World and stay in touch with us by signing up for our newsletter. It's called The Care Package and you can sign up on our site wbur.org/kindworld. Thanks for spending your time with us. We'll see you soon.